You're a holiday powerhouse. You host the dinners, shovel neighbors' sidewalks, and make everything from scratch. You definitely don't need help making the holidays happen. But Dunkin's Holiday Blend Coffee? A warming medium roast complete with sweet notes of dried fruit and molasses. Or a cranberry orange muffin made with real cranberries just might convince you a little help never hurt. Especially the hot caffeinated kind. America runs on Duncan. Present participation may vary. Limited time offer. Terms apply. Get ready, Ohio. FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, is coming to the Buckeye State. And to kick things off, you can get started with $100 in free bets as an early sign-up bonus. Plus, when you sign up today with promo code OHIOSB, you'll be all set for when FanDuel goes live in Ohio. Then you can bet on all your favorite teams and all your favorite sports with $100 in free bets. Just download FanDuel's top-rated sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Ohio, this is your chance to get in on the action. Join today with promo code OHIOSB. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. 21 plus and present in Ohio. Bonus issued in non-withdrawable free bets that expire seven days after FanDuel accepts its first real money sports wager in Ohio on one Unique user identity verification required. Offer ends on the go-live date. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Braden Harrington here with Davey Portman for Up Next, postwrestling.com. But I guess this isn't a, Up Next. We are covering for John Pollock and waiting for Rewind a Dynamite. Yes. If you're listening on the Patreon and our Up Next feed, this is Up Nextra. If you're listening to yeah. Post Wrestling, I'm sorry, we're not John and Way. Right. But this is we're, Rewind a Dynamite. We're trying really hard. We're trying our best. Shout out John Away. Uh, overseas in Japan, they went to Wrestle Kingdom. Um, I still want to know if John's been, you know, drinking some strong zeros, some high balls. Um, we've been covering for them. They did a crazy amount of shows while overseas. They've even made WH Park watch Monday Night Raw. And he loved it. And it was great. And <laughs> he was like, N- I will refuse to watch AEW. So instead of uh, making him do that, we're watching it. It's like, I got rid of the Elite. I don't want to watch them again. I mean, he really hates the Elite. He can't stand him. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so we're here to watch Dynamite tonight, today, for you, uh, for this review. Um, we did up next last night. We got to watch NXT. Wednesday Night Wars, we watch each show, usually every week, and kind of watch and compare on our Patreon. So today we're just here to do it for Rewind Away. I'm going to say right off the bat, as you said, we we watched NXT last night, and we're pretty honest. We're your NXT friends. 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 Um, But we we like both shows. We we love wrestling, and we just want wrestling to succeed. I was kind of disappointed with both shows last night. Yeah, I could see that. Um, I can understand. I think especially NXT, when you've had a bit of a a gap, you've had a a couple of weeks off, I thought it was kind of weak what they put out last night for NXT standards. And, uh, obviously we're going to get into the, yeah. uh, AEW review soon, but kind of felt the same this week with AEW, because last week 
blew me away, actually. I think it was the, the strongest week they've ever had. Uh, I felt really positive coming out of the show. And just a lot of head-scratching again this week. Yeah, uh, I really enjoyed last week's episode of AEW that we did. as We did a review of that as well. It felt really fresh. This week, uh, there was some stuff I really liked and some stuff that I didn't like. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess we'll get into it. We watched Wrestle Kingdom. We had our, our, our marathon where we watched on delay night one, watched it the Saturday night here in Toronto, and then marathoned it into... Sunday morning live for night two. So we watched like 10 hours of wrestling straight. We did, and it took me a couple of days to recover from that. Yeah. And then last night, we were going to behave and watch watch NXT and then follow with AEW and go straight to bed. We didn't do that. But the problem is, we're idiots. Um, (laughs) You didn't do that, I won a $100 gift card for the LCBO at work. So uh, we had a bit of wine, a bit of vodka. And then before we know it, we, we finished AEW... And we've got a little show coming up on our Patreon, patreon.com forward slash up next, where we are going through every um, Royal Rumble match. non-Rumble match to take place at the Rumble. Yeah. So we thought, oh, let's throw on a few of them. And before we know it, our sleep pattern's out of whack again because... We, we did it to ourselves again. We I pretty much you. watched 10 hours of wrestling. Uh, yeah, we did. So the marathon of New Japan Wrestle Kingdom, we, we had ramen... We did. We had sake. Yes. We had we a had, little bit of the bubbly. We had a lot of the, the bubbly, <laughs> to be honest. Um, we did everything. We, we did everything to try to make uh, the BDE here, the Braden Davy estate, feel like little Tokyo while we're here in Toronto watching Wrestle Kingdom. And then you kept, you, you put it on this like 4K projector thing you got going on. You got your girlfriend a projector for Christmas, but somehow it's not left this house, and we're just using it. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> we then, last night, like you said, been preparing for our Night at the Rumble, um, our best match ever, best Rumble matches that are not the Rumble. And let me tell you, watching some of these back, there are some great Royal Rumble matches, but if you want to argue and, and say what is the best match of the Rumble, then you got to listen to that show, because I love uh, our show, Best Match Ever, where we just get to watch our homework is just watch good wrestling yeah so yeah i turned to you yesterday and i was like do you realize that we're we're doing homework again now but it's set by ourselves right and it's watching like cool wrestling and movies and stuff it's it's pretty cool (laughs) it's like hey davey are you doing your homework are you watching kurt angle chris benoit from 2003 royal rumble are you because you fucking better be i always used to have these uh phone calls at like 10 in the evening with my mates in my class at school like don't How many homework. words have you written? It was always like night before <laughs> where you've got to get the essay in. It's like, oh, I'm on twelve hundred. It's like, yeah, good. I'm I'm behind as well. And yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was always like behind. that. Oh, what have you watched? Oh, well, still got that AJ Cena match to watch. <laughs> oh, right, yeah, yeah. No, I watched that one. I'm on 2015 now. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, I'm on that triple threat. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Homework is hard. Uh, yeah, we're nowhere near the level of John away. The stuff, that, the amount of stuff they watch, but we watch a lot. John well. cheats. He watches stuff on like two times the speed. No, yeah. he's not. That, that Netflix is trying to was trying to test the waters of the the things that you could watch movies on mm. like different speeds. Because I know people love to listen to podcasts on different yeah, speeds. You, you meet people, listeners, and they're like, "Whoa, you sound different." I'm normally listening to you at like one point two five, one point five. Yeah. Oh, okay. I mean, I don't, I don't understand. And it, then you got Brandon from New Jersey just slowing down everything. your voice even more, so yeah. you sound super sad about Kurt Angle. On yeah, is the worst out show worst of show out for everyone or um, just the patrons? Because I think it's just patrons still. Yeah, it'll be out soon. It'll any day now. 
because uh, people are like, wow, you guys, uh, spoiler, recorded the best and worst before the end of the year, which, you know, kind of messed up because there was something that happened on Rob that night, right at the end of the year that could be mm. thrown into the worst of. So I'm so happy I talk about Lana in depth on the worst of show. I got that in there before the end of the year. But Lana's not on this show that we're here to talk about. Um, h- how are you other than your, your hangover before we go into No, I, I'm feeling pretty good. I've got my Americano. Uh, the girl at the, uh, at the coffee shop by us yeah. sympathized with me. So she gave me two stamps. She always sympathizes with you. She she loves you because you're a, I call you you're a Brit that lives in Canada. So I call you the game shark. You're cheating. You everyone loves you. You're British in Canada. People are like, oh. So what did she do? Give you a free coffee? Well, this girl was Aussie, and she's like, uh, oh. how are you doing? I'm like, oh, tired, bit hungover. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Excuse me. Yeah, bless you. Um. So I always ask for like. Something with an extra shot. I always want an extra shot of caffeine. espresso. Uh, more caffeine. She's like, oh, the large already has four. You want six? I was like, give me ten. Wow. She's like, no, I'm not giving you ten. It was, I was like, yeah, I know. I'm joking. Just give, just give me the four. That's fine. Tip her a little bit. She yeah. gave me two stamps. Two, like, two, two stamps. Two stamps. Because, wow. you know, stamps mean more coffee. When I go there. Not she... Joe coffee. I want less Joe coffee. Less Joe less coffee. smart coffee. Uh, she but... doesn't give me two stamps. She no. just gives because I'm not the game shark. Of course, yeah, it's course. not. It's not fair. Let me. Tell um, you. I'll tell you someone who uh, wasn't the game shark the other day. Okay. The other day, something was in the air. You know, you have. I completely believe in full moons now. I used to not believe in any of that. Like hocus full moons pocus. bring out the crazy. Yes, completely. I mean, I love hocus pocus. Um. So, but working in a bar, it's you. You turn to each other and go, "Is it full moon tonight?" And you look it up, and sure enough, it's a full moon. Freaks come out. The other night. Um, everyone seemed really horny when oh. was coming into work. Like, there was so much PDA <laughs> at the bar. Ooh. Like, in the space of a couple of hours, about five couples just Gross. making out Hate at it. the bar. And it's, you you get it every now and then one couple, but when you're looking around and it's every table. It's the new year. New year resolutions. Yeah. And this young couple come in, sit at the bar, start making out. Um, kind of weird. One of the bartenders uh, who who you know is very like upfront with people. Okay. So they're smooching away at the bar. She comes right in between them and is like, "Hi guys, oh. how's it going? What can I get for you today?" And they're like, "Oh, sorry, it's this girl's birthday. It's revealed." A couple of minutes later, the guy's gone. We don't see him anywhere. Oh, and she's at the bar crying. <gasps> We're like, "Oh shit, what's happened?" Whoa. And you kind of want to check if they're okay, but also. Um, like personal it's space. embarrassing to people like they're yeah. crying in a public space yeah. um, eventually she opens up to the bartender it's like hey can I ask you something it's like yeah of course it's like you might notice I'm crying it's <laughs> like well yeah <laughs> yeah you're born and she said yeah it's my birthday today uh, my boyfriend and I have been together for 10 years and he proposed to me today whoa and we think, oh, and she didn't want to marry him and I was upset or yeah. whatever. She goes, yeah. Um, and I feel like a real bitch now. But I couldn't help how I reacted. She's like, well, what happened? So he'd snuck into her, like, jewellery box. Okay. And stole a ring that he gave to her when they were 16. Wow. Like a promise ring. Yeah. But it's like this cheap... Yeah. 
shitty silver ring with two hearts, but it means a lot. It's, yeah. it's sentimental. Yeah. Um, and he proposed with that. And she got upset because, and she's like, and I, I don't care about an expensive ring sure. or anything, but it just seemed like super lazy and rushed. Oh. Um, like they've been together 10 years. Yeah. You'd think after like eight years, maybe you're, you're thinking even less than that. Maybe you're thinking, okay, this is the girl I want to marry. Yeah. Maybe you'd start putting a bit of money away. Right. And it's like, I get it. We're like, we can't afford stuff. Sure. But it was the fact nothing else was brought up. Cause I, and she was like, what do you think? Am I, am I being a dick here? Right. That's tough. And, the girl bartender's like, no, honey, you need a ring. <laughs> that fella needs to put a ring on you. You need a diamond, all this. Wow. And and I was like, hey, I get it. I see it from both sides. Like, it's 2020. Yeah. The boomers fucked us up. We're poor. We can't afford yeah. anything, let alone a rock on your ring. Right. Um, I think the sentiment's really cute. It's, you know what? It's 2020. Why isn't she proposing to him? <laughs> Fuck off. I was like, I think the sentiment's really... I hope she cries for the rest of her life. I hope that mood ring doesn't change ever. Well, the way I said, I think they were, like, they'd probably been drinking a bunch beforehand. It was her birthday. It was right at the end of the night. And after a few drinks, you can't maybe mask how you're feeling. And if that's your kind of initial reaction, it's going to come out. She's like, he's heartbroken. He's so upset. And I went, look, I think the sentiment was cool. I think the intention was right. But I also agree like it's there should be a hey i love you i want to marry you this is showing that yikes and we'll go shopping for a (laughs) ring when we can or something i don't know here's this onion ring (laughs) or you talk to you talk to the friends and be like hey is this a good idea or is it not a good idea right and her friends would be like, uh, you know she loves uh, lots of diamonds and flashy shit. This is a terrible idea. So she's quite she's like, I'm being stupid. I, I don't even want a ring. It's more the fact that it just felt rushed to me. And it's like 10 years we've been together. Right. And and he proposes to me at a bar. It, it, I felt like, well, he didn't propose at Gabby's. At the bar, yeah. They still bought their drama to Gabby's. Nice. Um, and then we're like, okay, She's like, I, I mean, I'm so happy. Like, I'm I'm engaged. I'm going to get married. I yeah, love him. It's, it's what I want to do. <sighs> I just, it wasn't, when I when you picture, like, yeah. people picture, like, how their wedding's going to be, how right. they want to, like, their proposal's going to be. She's like, it just felt, okay, here's this, like, $20 ring you she gave me 10 ter- years ago. Yeah, I don't know. I see it from both sides. Like, she, also, I don't know, maybe. There's somewhere in the middle, I yeah, think. Yeah, yeah. If I, if I was the guy, I'd do that with the sentimental thing with the old school ring and then and then pull out a ring. Yeah, right? or be like, hey, I don't want to wait any longer before we're engaged. But I, w- but I want to get you yeah. the best thing and I can't afford that. So sure. this is my promise to you wow. and... This is, this is... Or something. It gets better though. Oh. So we, we cheer up, we get her a shot, wish her a happy birthday. Yeah. Good luck in marriage. <laughs> Send her on away. Was she like, oh, uh, I didn't want this rail shot. I oh. wanted some Grey Goose. Oh, uh, I me, wanted some you Henny. me the Wisers? Yeah, oh, whoa, okay. what is this? Okay. Uh, <laughs> so, about half an hour later, we've closed up, cleaning the bar. The phone rings. And 
it's the girl. She goes, hi, uh, don't know if you remember me. It was the girl sobbing at the bar. It's like, yeah, of course, yeah, you were crying at the bar. I, I remember who you yeah. are. She's like, yeah, so I was just wondering, uh, you haven't found a ring, have oh you? Oh, my God. I hate this person. <laughs> and She like, lost the little plastic ring? Oh. And I'm like, okay, just hold, we'll look. And... So we like put all the lights on, searching the floor because wow. rings can roll, so it could maybe go quite far. She said, "Yeah, I put it in my purse, and I think it fell out when I, I was paying." Wow! I'm like, no, we can't find. It. She's like, "Oh, okay, no worries." So now she's completely. Oh, she's not getting married guy. anymore. Yeah. yeah. If I'm, what do you, what do you do if you're the guy in that position now? Because if she says, "Oh, hey, honey, I forgive you. I'm so sorry. I made a scene. Like, yeah, you're right. I, I do love the, the you." But uh, the, the ring you, you proposed to me with that meant so much, uh, yeah, I lost it at a bar. I feel I nah, feel most son. guys are kind of dumb. So I feel she could find something similar and he probably wouldn't notice. <sighs> I feel like I'd notice. I don't know. I feel like, I feel like you'd notice. If you, if you had it and you planned it, like you knew what it looked like. She's she deserves uh, not to be in that relationship. <laughs> he he he's probably a really nice it's weird. guy. She seems like the way the story sounds. She sounds like one of these like bougie Instagram kind of people, and she wasn't at all. She okay. seemed like she was like I don't give a shit. Like I don't care. It sounds about. like she does though. Yeah, I think uh, it was more the fact it felt rushed. Sure, it felt like he was like, oh, it's her birthday next week. Cool. Oh, I should propose. Sure, that'll be something I can do. Yeah, rather than. Like sure, just waiting, waiting, waiting for the right summer, spot. waiting for the right spot, the right time, yeah. the right ring. Damn. Maybe talk to some friends, work out. Hey, is this gonna break her heart if I give her like a plastic this ring. twenty dollar ring I wow. found in her drawer? Wow! So it's like you know when you're a kid and it's Christmas, yeah, and you've got your one present that like maybe your parent has bought for you to give to your mum or whatever. Yeah. And then you're like, oh, I want to give her some more. So you find, like, old VHSs and stuff and just wrap it up. And sure. give, her, give her stuff she already has. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I'm in the middle here. Like, poor guy. I don't mean, I don't know these people, but uh, it just sounds like there's no hope for me in the future. <laughs> Tweet us at Up Next Podcast. Do you think this couple should be together? Do you think they shouldn't? <laughs> wow. I, I feel like... No one, like, there's no wonder I'm still single. Like, if this is how the game is these days, jeez. It's wow. all part of bartending, though. You've got to be, like, a marriage counselor. Yeah, or you got to do the whole therapy a, thing, yeah. yeah. That's Psychiatrist, wild. all that. Uh, I, ho- I wish them the best. Yeah. I wish them the I best. I mean, they're young. They He gave it this ring when they were 16. Yeah. And they said 10 so years. So they're 26. They, so they're going to break up and realize that they're not meant for each other. And yeah. then they're going to have their, their great slutty years in their late 20s and then maybe rekindle the relationship in a few years and then realize that they do have money when they're older and that marriage actually means nothing. It's just a piece of paper that you sign when you could be just happy together for no re- Like, you know what I mean? People find that out later, yeah. later on. I don't know. I hope it works out, but... Uh, I hope so too. Yeah. Wow. They seem sweet. Welcome to our <laughs> welcome to our love and relationship podcast. Call well, us from, on the dial. One ring to another. Oh. oh. Wow. Maybe we should talk some wrestling. We should talk about some wrestling. I mean, there is a ring that is brought up in the show because there's a ring that's been uh, 
featured. There are many rings in this. There's ring kissing. There's rings. There's goths. There's boys. There are loads of groups. There's people you don't know. Want you in their group? People that show up and you're supposed to know who they are, and then they say their name and no one reacts. That that happens on this show. Let's get into it. Let's get into AEW from January eighth, two thousand and twenty. It's the Memphis Wrestling Special. Now they had legendary. Memphis wrestling people in and out through the thing. Jerry Lawler on Twitter is mad because he wasn't invited. You work for the other company, I get it, but why are you being a dick? Yeah, he he put out something where he was saying he thinks this is just um, AEW trying to pop a rating, whatever. I'm I'm sorry, Jerry, I I don't know how much... (laughs) Like, wrestling fans respect Memphis wrestling, but I feel they're already watching. I don't feel... Joe Bloggs down the street is going, hey, what? AEW's doing a Memphis wrestling special yeah. tonight? I've got to tune in to TNT. He's full of shit, because if he wasn't in the Fed... Oh, he'd be there. Yeah, Completely. he would be there. Get Completely. out of here. Yeah. Um, and I feel it's it's kind of just shitting on your past. Like, oh, no, they're not allowed to celebrate that if it's not with yeah, me. Yeah, very stupid I on don't his know. part. I just... Yeah. Petty. Yeah, very petty. It's petty stuff. Come on, King. Get get with it. Um, they show history of Memphis wrestling, um, and they are joined by commentary on commentary by Dave Brown. Uh, there's mentions of Lance Russell, co- classic Memphis wrestling uh, commentator. Commentator, rest in peace. Um, someone they didn't mention that I don't know if I'm, I'm alone here, but there was this guy in Memphis wrestling um, named Corey Macklin. He was a, a commentator as well, and this guy, like, he, I think he's passed away as well. So, um, he was a voice of Memphis wrestling for me. I watched this really crappy Memphis wrestling show where like they film it in like a studio that the pipes were like still hanging above right. the ring. And like, um, Jerry Lawler's son, rest in peace would do his leg drop, but like from hanging off the pipes, in right. this indie, like it's that kind of indie fed, but like there's certain charm to it in a oh, weird yeah. way. I don't know. I was a big fan. So, um, Memphis here. I've never been to Memphis, but I'm a big Elvis fan. I've been to Memphis. I want to go to Graceland so bad. Graceland is amazing. Yeah. Um, like it's, it's like anything like that. It's quite pricey mm. to go. It's overpriced, but it's still worth it. It looks it's, cool. It's they, a lot of the wrestlers I were there. Super emotional. Okay. So you, they give you an iPad to go around. So yeah. every room you can like point your iPad at what you're looking at and it gives you the information about it. It's so really look cool. here at the toilet Ex- where Elvis <laughs> sat on. Well, it's like, what is it? The jungle room where he had all his parties and Ooh, stuff downstairs. Damn. Um, but right at the end, you you go through this room and you see like some of his like most famous outfits yeah. and they're showing a video from one of his concerts where it's three of my favourite songs. It's an American Trilogy can't help falling in love with you yeah. and always on my mind which are like more ballady and emotional love songs and it's him slightly later in his career he's still got it he's not like huge elvis right yeah. now but he he's getting on um you finish watching that and then you walk out and the next thing is the like presley graveyard Ooh. and it choked me up i mean obviously the He's been passed away for a long, long time. Yeah. But doing the whole tour of his house and then ending there, it was really emotional. Yeah, um, I've always wanted I to go. I completely recommend it. 
I'm a big fan. My mom is a huge Elvis fan, and in fact, I have Elvis lyrics of my mom's handwriting tattooed on me. I'm a big fan, but I, I and she's she's been once, but I, I've always wanted. I've been to Nashville, mm-hmm. but never into Memphis. It looks very BB interesting. BB King's in Memphis as well. Is Ooh, awesome! Nice, yeah. I would definitely some great music there. I would I would definitely like to go there. I love me some some Elvis. Uh, one day they'll do tours here in Toronto for uh, for Drake. They'll, they'll oh, take you. They'll take you to the 401 past Western Road. They'll, they'll take you to Scarborough. They'll take you to uh, I don't know. Paradise. Paradise. Yeah, Club it's Paradise. Friends. Yeah, Paradise. Yeah, people always. There's a song Club Paradise by Drake. Um, the location of the bar or club he's talking about and singing about very close to uh, where we live right yes. now. Yeah. <laughs> um, so Back what to did, AEW. What did you think of Dave Brown here on commentary? <laughs> yeah, it was cool. The whole show. No. I, I really enjoyed it because it's something I like. There's this charm with Tony Schiavone, I found, which yeah. is kind of like he hasn't really watched wrestling since WCW went under. So there's stuff. He's like, whoa, that's really impressive. Someone does a Canadian he, Destroyer, he loses his mind. It's the opposite of a, a Jim Cornette, say, who's, no, there's one style of wrestling and it's how it was in the 80s and anything now is wrong. Um Dave Brown was this, but going back another <laughs> 10, 20 years, because everything, he was so impressed by it, but it seemed like the last wrestling he'd ever seen was some Jerry yeah. Lawler match in Memphis. Yeah. And now it's, oh, wow, the moon- these kids, they're so athletic. He was watching the Moondogs and Lawlers, and he's like, whoa, what is this? Yeah, true. Yeah, because in this match, it's Kenny Omega and Hangman Page against Private Party. This is a match where he probably is like, what are these moves these guys are doing? I've not seen... Is that even wrestling? Is probably what he's thinking. Uh, so Hangman Page, last week, did the the whole drinking, has been drinking gimmick, which is my favorite thing in this whole show. Uh, this this character... There's that, a t-shirt out now? There's a t-shirt. You can find the shirt he was wearing, and the shirt he was wearing is like edited into the new shirt that you can get. That ha- <laughs> It has the, the roses on it. Nice. It's so funny. Um, I love that. Um, he comes out tonight, and instead of the thing that says "has been drinking" above his his marquee, it says "not gonna pay private party that twelve dollars" uh, because he he walked out on his bill. Talking about bartending, um, how do you feel about people who walk out on their bill because Hangman did not pay uh, the twelve dollars? You know, twelve dollars, I'd get over it. Sure, um, I'd still. If you were to come back, I'd Ooh. still be like, "Hey, not you serving you." Uh, I've had, I had Pete, this guy, there's been a few Diner Dashes and they yeah. suck. Yeah. Um, and there was this guy who, who came back and I think he completely forgot. He had a tab about $80 and was rude to one of the bartenders. Oh. He's like, nope, not paying. And then the bartender's like, oh, this is what you do. You, you go to a place, you drink a lot. You then pretend to be insulted by something, the, something and you don't pay like fuck off. Yeah. What a smart scheme. So this guy comes, and I know exactly who it is. Go over all smiley. And he's like, hey, pint of Canadian, please. It's like, hey there, yeah, sure. Um, first of all, it's it's $70. <laughs> he's like, excuse me? It's like, yeah, you were in the other day. Um, you owe us money. You owe us money. You you didn't pay. And he's like, oh, really? Do, do you have the, the bill? It's like, well, no, it was a, a few weeks ago, but I remember. <laughs> it was a lot. And you owe 70 bucks. Plus a tip, because you walked out, and that but, oh, uh, really? This this doesn't sound like me. Yeah, it was. You were really rude as well. 
He goes, oh, this doesn't sound like me at all. It's like, your name's Marty, right? He goes, yeah. It's like, it was fucking you. Pay up. Or get out. And he gets up, gets his stuff and leaves. It's like, yeah. But yeah, people do it. People are losers. What a Marty. He was a villain. Didn't mm. pay his bill. Um, well, oh, Hangman. <laughs> yeah, Hangman's not paying them either. And that's probably why this match happened. I reckon 12 bucks, that's like a double jack, I think. He was having a double jack. Yeah, we saw him drinking double, double jack. jack. Yeah, cowboy shit. Right? Uh, so Kenny Omega and Hangman, they're fine. The elite are fine. Uh, private party here, uh, Mark Quinn and... Um, Mark Quinn. Quinn and Isaiah Cassidy. Yeah. Uh, I always... I watch these guys and I'm like, where were they hiding? How, how yeah. did I not hear of these guys ever before AEW? Um, big fan of these guys. They come in uh, at a, a weight of something in vodka crayon. Now, so what's a vodka... You mean a Cape Cod? Yeah, this is where we have to mention before this match. Here at the BDE, we, we love our vodka crayons. Yes. But apparently the real name for a vodka crayon is a Cape Cod. Mm. So the gimmick here is uh, we go to the bars and we ask our servers or whoever for Cape Cod and none of them know what that means. So they say, sorry, we don't have that here. And then you go, oh, sorry, it's actually just a vodka crayon. And then they go, like, you asshole. Then they go put the order in, quickly Google it on their phone and realize we're right. And then come back and go, oh, guys, I didn't know that that's what the name was. I want to expand it and be like, oh, hi there, I want uh, two Cape Cods, three Cuba Libres and a screwdriver. See, now now you lost me. It's just... Confusing. Vodka Cran, rum and coke, vodka orange. Wow. Uh, You need three ingredients for a cocktail. I've said this before. Cape Cod, get it over. Yeah. Vodka Cran. They weigh... What, how much in, how many know. ounces that's a in lot. Cape Cod? That's a lot of Cape Cod, I don't know. That, they're, they're small guys, but that's a lot of Cape Between Cod. Between you, me, and Scorpio Sam, they, they yeah. probably weigh yeah. a night. <laughs> um, Hangman goes um, one-on-one in the beginning, but he gets hit eventually by a drop salt by Quinn. Um, they do this, like, double-team world's greatest type style where the guy jumps over the other guy and then does a double stomp and then dusts off their shoes. Um, there's a slingshot into like a flat liner by Isaiah on Kenny, which just looks crazy. It's like a 360 slingshot into the flat liner, into the ring. Um, there's a series of multiple dives, topes. There's the, the flops to the outside. We- yeah, Mark Quen goes crazy. Yeah. He start- Kenny's one side, uh, Paige is the other, and he runs... To one side and does the tope suicida, runs to the other side, does the tope suicida. Just crazy. Runs back, hits a tope con hilo, runs to the other, does a Fosbury flop. Really impressive. Yeah. And how got... he does it in coattails, I don't know. I don't know how he wrestles in this gear. It's crazy. Yeah. It's insane. Uh, he then, he's hitting these crazy dives to the outside. He gets back in with Hangman Page. Hangman goes for maybe the buckshot, but it's countered into a Spanish fly. There's a fallaway slam. There's assisted Germans. There's pop-up power bombs. There's the silly string, which is like a, the spin-out DDT. Um, they go for some. They're, they're going for their gin and juice. They hit the gin and juice with so much trouble in the BTE. It's kind of hard being O M E G A. Um, they hit the, the gin and juice, which I think is an awesome tag team yeah, uh, maneuver cool. as well. But it's broken up. Only a two count. They go for the buckshot, and now last week it was Hangman that accidentally hits Kenny with the buckshot. They're teasing that maybe so they've a turn got or this, something. Um, they've got this tag team finisher, which is the buckshot lariat into the half Nelson suplex, the dragon suplex. Yeah. Um, and last week, uh, what, what team was it against? Yeah, the... 
I'm I can't on. remember who they <laughs> last week. But they got out of the way and at Hangman, Lariat's Omega. And this week they're teasing that that's going to happen again, but Hangman just sort of stops before hitting it. Yeah, la- la- uh, well, last week it wasn't um, Kenny and... and and It was a couple of weeks ago, ago yeah. then that this spot happened. Yeah. But it, they, they teased it happening again, and Hangman stops himself from hitting Omega. And they're selling that on commentary, because obviously Hangman's loyalty, kind of where his mind at, has been questioned over the last weeks, and he's trying his best not to fuck things up here and then he fi- they finally do hit the buckshot v trigger like combo here where they hit the same move on, like yeah. the same move on the same guy uh, which then allows kenny to hit the one winged angel and he gets the victory there so everything's fine with the elite uh this was a really fun tag team match i i really think hangman has improved greatly i've been watching him in ring of honor even before his bullet club days and it's just fantastic to see him such improvement in a wrestler uh, even like his characteristics, the way he goes about with this this gimmick of the you don't know if he's going to turn or not. It's it's quite interesting. I'm a big fan. A big I, fan. I I really enjoyed this match. I think Kenny Omega and Hangman Page. I'd like to see them team together for longer. Yeah, we know we feel there's a turn coming, and I feel it's going to happen pretty soon. I think so. But I think these two as a tag team for a while kind of freshens up that division a bit. I feel I've already seen Lucha Brothers, SCU, Young Bucks, those kind of formations so many times already. And if you're not putting either of these in the world title picture quite yet, I think give them a month or two as a tag. Because they've got some really cool tag team moves. The assisted uh, bridging German suplex looked awesome. Yeah. Their uh, Buckshot Lariat V-Trigger and Dragon Suplex combos look really cool. They have quite a lot of cool looking because it's crazy because like Kenny Omega one of the best best bout machine yeah. right and then Hangman's in there and like he holds his own like you you can't you wouldn't be like oh Hangman's just like kind of riding his coattails but it's not it's not that way I watch Hangman and I'm like man you're so good too like he's he's very WWE style to me Hangman Page like he, he looks like a star I think yeah like your classic yeah wrestler. he looks good I, I I really I really think and and he's always the guy I'm always forgetting about and then I watch him and I'm like oh dude you're actually really good so and that again that's why I feel you should keep these guys together for a while so when the break eventually happens yeah it means more if if you don't have plans to put Kenny against Jericho or whoever at the top right away yeah have them do this for a while it's gonna add more heat to whoever eventually turns um, I enjoyed this match. There, there was also, we failed to mention, the um, uh, Omega catches, I think it was Quen's leg, and flips him, sort of tosses him, but he tosses him into a Pele kick to Paige. So right. there was a bit of malfunction at the junction there. Um, gin and, sorry, not Gin and Juice. Um, private Party, I think, are great, but there are some things they do where... It still feels quite indie to me. Okay. Um, uh, Isaiah Cassidy does these screams. So early on in the match, he's being chopped. Yeah. And he's screaming it's like every a squeal. time. And it's funny if you're at an indie show and someone's doing that. It's funny when you're doing it against Kenny Omega. Yeah. It seems silly, silly and immature, silly string, and it's something you should. You should learn not to do. He's done it before when he'll do a high spot. It's similar to um, Montez Ford. 
he'll do some big leap and he'll be like, whoa! Yeah, true. As he does it. But he did this selling quite a few moves. It just makes it seem fake because you're... You're laughing. Selling yeah, you're, you're laughing. You're at laughing it. at the move, yeah. And I feel that's where their kind of immaturity comes out. And I feel these guys would benefit from being able to work other dates a lot more. Because they're talented. And as you said, like, where have these guys been hiding? Yeah, big fan. I, I, the, I these are two that would really benefit by getting a lot more reps in and not just one match every other week on TNT. Yeah. I, I guess they need to kind of work out some things. There, there are some things. My, my issue with private party is the the selling. Um, they 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 go and he the one guy hits like five moves to the outside. We're back in the day. One guy you hit one move to the outside. You're like gassed. Yeah. Where he's just fine. He decides he's he decides at that moment he's fine. Yeah. It's like Naito's leg at Wrestle Kingdom. All of a sudden it was fine. <laughs> um, so after the match we see a video and it's Pac on the screen and he's attacking. Michael Nakazawa. Now, was this Michael Nakazawa or was this someone, someone they just got to stand in as Michael Nakazawa? Uh, we never saw his face. We yeah. just saw the back of his head. So Kenny's upset and runs. He wants a, he wants his rematch with Kenny Pac. He's upset, so he's like, I'll do whatever I need to do. So Kenny runs off, and Hangman is not bothered about this. Hangman goes off. He's shaking fans' hands as they're going to break. And some guy's drinking a beer, and he's like, yeah, Hangman. And he's like... Hey, cool, thanks. Thanks for coming and supporting AEW. Uh, can I have a swig of your beer? And the guy's like, yeah, 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 here you go. Hangman page. And he's like, cool. Takes a giant swig of this, poses for a picture and goes, I'm going to I'm gonna take this backstage. Is that cool? Cool, thanks. And then walks off with the guy's beer. You see, that's, that's how you should do it. <laughs> a friend of mine, massive wrestling fan, following Ring of Honor for years, uh, fucking hates Cody. Okay. Because... It was final battle a couple of years ago when he was facing Jay Lethal. Right. And when he did his first turn. Heel turn. His heel turn. And my friend's front row, he goes over and just, like, grabs the drink and throws it out of her hand. Oh. It was never a place. And these are, like, you're paying 14, 15 bucks yeah. for a shitty beer. Yeah. You kind of you kind of want I'll it. be very mad. It's like, I'm dead. Ne- never watching AEW. Never supporting Cody. Wow. But this... Hangman, he asked. This guy was featured. It was TV. a planted beer. There's no way Hangman would. Maybe not, but they, they. I'm sure Tony Khan would be like, "Hey, give that guy another beer." I noticed <laughs> that. I noticed that the guy he's talking to about the beer all of a sudden also has another beer in his hand. Right. So I was like, "Someone's put that beer there." Hey, uh, you can get two at a time. Your front row. You're you not keeping doing can. trips to the beer place. What kind of beer they got <laughs> in Memphis? I wonder. Um, so Hangman's drinking gimmick will continue, uh, and I'm, I, I'm a fan. Yeah, Hangman <laughs> is gradually getting more and more popular. This, this feels, this is how you, you push a guy. Like, naturally, it's not forced, yeah. it's getting over with the fans, you have cowboy shit, so now he drinks fans beer, it's, I, li- I like it, I dig it. Um, and I, I can see, I can see them holding off on a potential turn because of how popular this is getting. Um, he also has never seen Shawshank Redemption, and he's still not seen it. He's still not seen it? I've still not seen it. We'll do it next month. <laughs> We're going to watch Shawshank Redemption. Yeah. That's our homework. Watch Shawshank Redemption. Uh, up next is the Women's Championship match. I just said Women's Championship match. So you oh, know what that means. When there's a title on the line, put 
Brandy Rhodes on commentary. This is where I'm going to get very mad at this show. I was super excited uh, for this this match. So Chris Statlander wins an opportunity to face Riho. Let's catch up on speed here. Chris Statlander was a nobody, starts working some matches, gets over in a weird way, has this strange gimmick about her being an alien. Not a lot of people fuck with it. Um, I look past it because I see this this person who I'm like, again, where have you been hiding? She was trained by Kurt Hawkins, this Chris Statlander, and is the first female to graduate from the Creator Wrestler. And I, I'm like, this girl is amazing. She just understands actual wrestling. The character, yeah, say what you want. It's, it's whatever. But I'm I'm instantly drawn to, I need to see her have some amazing matches. You have this story. It built itself so good. She gets pulled out of that match, and they let her fulfill an indie date, which gets them even more buzz and more attention that they didn't have before, which leads to tonight, which more people are like, cool. The The match itself was like stretched out, so now it has this more anticipation, more build-up for Chris Statlander versus Riho, the AEW women's title, and they treat it like a fucking joke here, in my opinion. This is fucking bad. Uh, Chris Statlander versus Riho. Um, There's kip-ups, and there's going back and forth with a lot of uh, athleticism and like technicality, technical kind of holds. Uh, Riho does a double stomp. Statlander comes back with an axe kick. And the whole fucking time when you're trying to get into this match, because they're hitting cool moves, mm. Brandy's on commentary doing a gimmick, doing a shtick. Yeah, Bad she's, fucking acting. She's moaning at um, Excalibur. Is all like, why do you wear that mask? Do you take the mask off when you Cool, shower? that's what we should be talking about during a women's title match. This felt to me, and I... I I don't think they have so much, excuse me, yeah. so much of production like WWE where Vince is in the ear. But this felt like WWE. when you hear Vince be like, hey, bully that guy. Yeah. That guy's wearing a stupid mask. Bully him. Um, Statlander goes for a stalling superplex, then goes up top for a moonsault, but Riho ducks out of it, hits a Northern Light suplex. Um, there's, there's Tope from Statlander. Um, then there's Awesome Kong comes down to the ring. This is so fucking dumb. I, I was so furious because I'm not even a big fan of Riho, but I'm like, okay, this is a chance to kind of get... It's a title match. Let's get that you've been promoting for many weeks. Let's have the actual match because I'm all about wrestling in my wrestling, believe it or not. When I watch wrestling, I want to see good wrestling. I don't want to see this stupid shit. And they had such a good week last week with just wrestling, and they got such good reception from, from Twitter and, and everyone saying, wow, AEW was a wrestling show last week. And then they do this kind of stupid shit. I just don't understand. Um, so there's an introduction to a new character here. This bald dude comes out, and yeah, we've seen him. We've seen the back of his head in yeah. uh, Brandy's. The back of your head is ridiculous. Um, Brandy's vignette. So here is the introduction of Luther, not Lex Luther, just Luther. Not Luther reigns, just Luther. Luther. Wow, remember him? Yeah. I wish it was him. No, uh, they mentioned that Luther is... This is this is also fucked. You just casually... You have Excalibur, who's like the wrestling genius, the wrestling nerd, who just casually goes, well, well, that's Luther. He's the Japanese deathmatch wrestling legend. Oh, sorry, you're right. I forgot. That is him. I, how could I be so stupid? Okay, now, this is one of the... I, 
I agree. I don't like... I this is all like happening, this. by the way, while the match is still happening. That has nothing to do with these fucks. These goth, spooky fucks. Uh, so the match continues. Chris is in the ring. She hits this, like, double stomp. She hits, like, this crazy spin-out Michinoku driver. Uh, it's only a two-count. She's going for some sort of, like, I don't know, like a tombstone. We're not sure what kind of move. Maybe the, the bastard driver that she hit been hitting. But Kong sweeps the leg, which allows Riho to land on top of Chris Statlander and gets the pin. But Rio knows what happened, so Riho feels, like, bad about how she won. So there's this weird tension. And then there's, like, the beatdown and all of the people attack Chris Statlander. This is fucking horseshit. This is so stupid. If WWE ever did this, people would be all over them being like, how could you treat a title match like this? I'm so furious. You, How hard is it that you had this character to go challenge for a title... You're so excited for me, the fan who watches this show. Wow, I'm going to see a title match tonight. Cool. And then I get this garbage. This is fucking terrible. I'm going to half defend it here. I I agree I didn't like it, but um, this is TV. They want to build for pay-per-views. And you want often these sort of title matches that you might be doing down the line. We see it on NXT a bunch. You give them enough so you go, that looks cool, but you... You let them know, yeah. hey, there's more to this. So I didn't mind necessarily the interference. There was just way too much of, of it. Of course. Having Brandy on commentary, not talking about the match the whole time. There were so many spots with the interference and then Luther. If you just had the match play out and then this happens right at the end yes. to take it That's away. That's how you do it. And, but it does make me want to watch this match again. So, and this is... They want people to buy the pay-per-views. This isn't a network structure. You want to build every match so when it comes to a pay-per-view, you're like, yeah, I want to see Chris Statlander versus Riho because I didn't get the proper thing and what I did see was cool. So I defend it to that extent. Um, I don't quite know how... um, We've seen it with Dark Order. When they're debuting these talents who by all means are... Are talented, yeah. As I said, like we've seen Dark Order a bunch, they're great, but worldwide they're unknown, right? I feel, I feel AEW can't really win because you you either have an ex WWE guy, you have oh it's Luke Harper, you're like cool, you've got someone who just left WWE, you signed him, cool, we know who he is, but oh is this WWE light? You get those criticisms, yeah. Or you do what they've done quite well with people like Private Party. Who are these guys? Or Chris Statlander. They're great. (laughs) And how do you necessarily debut all these people? And I feel they're trying, they're throwing things at the wall, and this didn't work. Don't get me wrong, this didn't work. But I do think, okay, we've seen something in this Luther guy that the rest of the world hasn't seen. And he's a deathmatch guy. Okay, it makes sense to put him in one of our seven goth factions. <laughs> but, Not even factions, but so many things of join our cult, join, join us. Our cult. Hey, you, join us, join us. So I think this failed. I don't think it worked, but I do kind of defend they're trying. I'm, I'm pleased they're trying to find new talent who hasn't who haven't had this exposure i just as a as a as a fan who uh what you're a wrestling fan we watch for wrestling sure there's stupid storylines in between but we watch to watch the matches i just felt this was a slap in the face for me um the brandy thing is not working they're aware it's not working but they still it's 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 if this was WWE, people would be like, wow, the wife of Cody Rhodes is trying to really get this angle but over. So it's it's the impatience of, 
of fans. We're saying it's not working. Right. It's been what three weeks? No, and, I, I and just, you, you. I didn't. I like think this. we're so quick. I, I agree. Yeah. I didn't like it, but I feel if every time AEW tries something, they do a Brandy Rhodes dark goth vignette. Twitter hates it. Okay, let's cut that right away. I just dark order. Let's do this. No fans don't like it. You can't keep just stop starting things because Twitter hates it. No, it's just you look at you look at a team like the New Day, who they when they first came together and they were baby faces, people fucking hated them. And were like, this is shit. This is garbage. WrestleMania thirty one, Raw the next day, everyone were verbalizing shitting on it, and then they ran with it. And they're the New Day. They're a main event team. But it took time. You I can't wait for Brandy and Luther to be the next New Day. I'm so excited. Uh, no, like, you say I, that it's like Biggie was doing nothing, Kofi was right. doing nothing, Xavier. Like, if Brandy I, ever becomes the I level of New Day, you can't I keep just cutting lips. stuff just because eh, fans didn't like it this week. No, I just it's it's so stupid. You're 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 training me to think shit of the women's title instantly. This is supposed to be your title. My, my and main everyone issue was it. It just happened throughout. It was the begin. It was the commentary. Yeah. Like audio wise, it wasn't on the match. No, um, you had so much interference. But the actual angle, I I didn't I didn't hate the idea of it. I, I I did. I think this it's totally shit. You, you've you've created this star in matter of weeks with this alien. The alien shit is dumb, and that was even toned down. She didn't do any alien shit here, and it was about. It's supposed to be about the wrestling, and I just felt it was really a big slap in the face to to the wrestling fans. I, I this this was night and day from watching this this week's NXT. The women's division match felt like Raw. Mm. We talked about it on Up Next. We were like, oh, this wasn't very good. But NXT's women division are light years ahead mm. of, of any other wrestling show with women's wrestling. And this was the chance to kind of say, hey, look, we have some we have some stars here. We have some great stuff. And they, they shit the bed, in my opinion. I feel this is times as well where you can see WWE going, yeah, it's not easy writing a show yeah. weekly. <laughs> is it? To do to do a couple of road twos and a, a pay per view as they were doing before they went on TNT, yeah. sure you can build that. They got to fill two hours every week and and try and create characters. And this isn't what I thought AEW was going to be. I thought no. it'd be way more wrestling yeah. focused and sports orientated. But you've also got to realize, okay, we, we need some kind of stories. Yeah, this and I think when. Good when AEW does something and it doesn't quite work, it looks cheap. Yeah, I guess I think so. this looked cheap. I thought Luther looked cheap. Yeah, I don't know at who he is. When, never heard at of At least him. when WWE do stuff, it still looks, it still looks good. And I'm not cheating on it because I don't know who this guy is. It's, it's the, the whole execution. You could have put fucking Kenny Omega in this spot. It still looked dumb. It just didn't make sense because you're like, oh, okay, Luther. Yep, cool. It's just, it's just all a big mess. Um, I, I want to see more of this Chris Statlander because I see a star in this person. I, I, I feel like she just understands storytelling, ring psychology, all that stuff. And, and I'm looking past the stupid alien shit. Like, mm. that's how ridiculous this, this all sta- sounds. Like <laughs> describing this women's title match featuring an alien and the the champion gets interfered by more spooky goth shit. Yeah. Like it just on paper is ridiculous. Um, I think they have money with this Statlander, and I think going forward she will be champion down the line. Uh, the money's on the table, and fuck it, I'm for the alien shit. I I'm down for it. It makes her stand out. Um, 
But we'll guess, I guess we'll get that rematch down the line. Um, there is a tag team match that is announced for next week's show featuring Statlander and Riho versus the, uh, what is it, Meg? Meg. <laughs> Mel. 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 Mel, but no Sue. Mel. There's and a, Awesome Kong. There's a duo in the UK called Mel and Sue. Mel and Sue. Yeah, they present the Great British Bake Off. Wow. But Sue wasn't there this week. Just Mel. Just Mel. Just Mel. Mel and Kong. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder if they know Eric. So, at the end of the match, um, Kong starts attacking Statlander. Great. Riho tries to save her, but she gets attacked. And then uh, Hikaru Shida, who's been ringside with Britt Baker. Just chilling. Hikaru Shida, I want to meet her, um, <laughs> comes to help out. Uh, Big Swole and Sunny Kiss come out to help, but Britt Baker remains sat front row Whoa. just watching on. Doing dentist things. Yeah. <laughs> Um, we have a video package for Superbad, Kip Sabian, and Joey Janela. Um, there's beef there because of Penelope Ford. She says, why would I want someone who's bad when I can be super bad? Uh, good movie. Um, and then it cuts away and JR on commentary says, let me tell you, there's something about that Penelope Ford that I like. Yeah, me too, JR. <laughs> me too. Um, hey, have you ever heard of the band Shinedown? Yes. Uh, well, the, like, I don't know, guitarist, drummer, someone's just sitting in the in the crowd here. Zach Myers. Oh, Zach. Shin- yeah, you know Zach. Yeah, from Shinedown. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. the drummer. Everyone knows yeah. yeah. I don't know if he was the drummer. I didn't write that oh. part down. Um, but they did some WrestleMania themes. I dare you to, you know, good shit. Um, Christopher Daniels versus Sammy Guevara. So, Christopher Daniels. Everyone wants to know, can he still go? Can he still wrestle? We saw him. They play this replay of him trying to do the Arabian moonsault where he eats shit, where you think is an angle. You thought this whole thing, him doing that Arabian press to the outside is a work. The more I watch it, the more he doesn't even try to get his legs all the way <laughs> up. Um, so, yeah, I think I think that was a planned spot. I think he and just eats shit. If it, if it was a botch, they're playing it well yeah like i love how they're incorporating it into the story so, so sammy's been taunting and teasing saying you can't go anymore so tonight we find out um they go back and forth sammy pulls the ref in um to distract and then punches daniels in the mouth um there's a like a standing stomp off the top to christopher daniels kind of like the cave-in um, but not as nice. He goes up top for a 450, but misses, lands on his feet, and gets caught with a exploder suplex from Daniels. There's a blue thunderbomb for a two count. He's beating up on Sammy, but someone comes out on the ramp. It's Pentagon. He's on a microphone. He says, hey, hey, Daniels, why don't you do the Arabian moonsault, you prick? And this leads a distraction, which allows Sammy to kick Christopher Daniels in the back of the head. And pins him just like that. Sammy Guevara, the legend killer, just racking up them wins against these legends here in AEW. And uh, <laughs> this is this is more WWE-isms here. Distraction finish. Pentagon comes out on the ramp with the mic and says, Hey, Daniels, do that. Yeah, you're going to fuck up. Do it. Do it. I, I quite like this, though. Because <laughs> it leads to these two fighting again. But poor Daniels looking like a yeah, chump. Yeah, I, I like this story. I think Christopher Daniels, he... Uh, he's very well respected from yeah. uh, from just years of putting on. Oh, great he's matches. one of yeah, he's great. And obviously, he's he's a lot older than a lot of the roster. And I prefer this distraction finish to just 
someone's music playing and go, oh, no, I can't wrestle uh, anymore. Music, uh. He's taunting him. He's getting in his head saying, yeah, show me, show me. Do it. Do a double <laughs> move. That kind of distraction. You say, yeah, I, I am going to do it. I am going to do it. And then wham. Uh, I quite enjoyed this. I think this was some good storytelling from AEW. Well, this week. it stopped there because after the match, the Dark Order come down to the ring. Evil Uno on the microphone. He says, Chris, you were my idol. 15 years ago, I asked you for advice and help, and I looked up to you. But lately, you're just not the same. You see, people say you've lost a step. Well, Chris, Christopher Daniels, I can help you. We can help you. He's basically saying, I'll make a man out of you. He says, join us. He throws a mask. with. He's there with the minions, Captain John Silver and (laughs) Stu Grayson. Alex. Eric, <laughs> Luther, <laughs> he's probably in there, who knows. Um, he says, come on, take the mask and join us. He says, no, and he throws the mask back at him. He goes, Christopher, you've made a terrible decision. So they all beat him up, but here comes SCU for the save, as well as the Young Bucks, they come down here. They beat up the putties. Yeah. They look like putties from yeah. Oh, yeah. Power Rangers, the Jobber Cops, the Minions, if you will. And uh, Daniels hits the best moonsault ever, showing that he still got it. It wasn't quite the Arabian moonsault, though, so he really didn't prove the point that Pentagon was trying to get yeah. at. Uh, so Christopher Daniels does not join the Dark Order. Yeah. Spooky goth cults. I think I know... Uh, Spooky perverts. Uh, this isn't for me. I do think Evil Uno sounds good. I, a lot of people were voting him for worst on the mic and stuff, and I, I think that's more... I think that's more on the gimmick. Yeah. I'm not liking it. I yeah. think I think he sounds pretty good. Um, I just don't like the content here. Um, we've just got so much of these. Not yeah. only have you got these goth cults, but today three segments of this two-hour show were a certain group trying to recruit another member. Right. And this is where... So they were... AW were priding themselves. Hey, we don't have writers... Maybe maybe you need someone, like one person to look over this and go, hey, uh, 10 minute mark, we have someone try and recruit someone to a group. And Later in the show, we're doing that again. 30 minute mark, we have this. And on 50 minute mark, we have this. It's like in the movie The Wrestler. In the movie The Wrestler, uh, Mickey Rourke, they're backstage at an indie show and they're going over the match and then someone overhears them going, wait, you guys are working the arm? Oh, okay, cool. We're going to we're gonna switch ours. We're going to work the leg. Exactly. Well, <laughs> remember the, uh, the, Kenny, um, uh, the Kenny Jericho yeah, match yeah. from Wrestle Kingdom? Yeah. They say on the podcast that they had this spot planned and then it was done, I think Marty Skull did it in the no, junior heavyweight. It was match. Osprey. Osprey. Yeah, Kenny was going to do a moonsault off the like rafter thing to Jericho. Yeah. But the Bucks run back and go, uh, Kenny, I know you're about to go out and have your match soon, but Will Osprey just did that, so you might not want to do that. And to be honest, one one move an hour and a half apart in a big, big show like that, maybe you could get away with it. Yeah. This is two hours with three of the same Yeah, story. someone needs to look in over this stuff go, huh, we're doing three of these recruiting. Sort of creative... Yeah. director, leader there. Just just strange. I don't know. The Dark Order thing, whatever. I'll leave it at that. Up next, the Lucha Brothers versus Dustin and Cody. The Brotherhood. The Rhodes Brotherhood. 
Um, Cody Rhodes is wearing his this shirt that just says Cody, but it's for uh, he he put this out saying it was an unused design, and that all proceeds, any money that people buy spend on this shirt, are going to Australia for the the fires over there. Um, be safe, Australia. Um, so the Lucha Brothers, Dustin and Cody, they remind Cody that they have zero fear. Every time he does this, you're like, why don't you just hit him? He's just when he's in your face. When he's taking the glove off, he's posing. I just kick him in the Zero. stomach and beat down They wait for him to put the fingers right in the face. Oh, that's annoying me. It's a wrestling like, match. He's Come like, on. hey, Cody, smell my fingers. <laughs> What's that smell like? Uh, that Yeah, just hit him. Just hit him. He's like been doing this week after week after yeah. week. You'd figure you just, you know he's doing it and just slap him in the face. Hit yeah. him in the Hit him in the face. Um, well, Cody eventually gets hit, but then does the drop down and then the the uppercut to Pentagon. Um, Phoenix is in. He goes for one of the rolling cutters to Dustin. It gets blocked. There's super kicks, um, but there's there's super kicks to Cody, which kind of shows that Arn Anderson wasn't doing his job. He wasn't. Yeah, Cody gets distracted and he's looking. Well, he's looking towards Arn. Yeah, and Phoenix. Is he turns like, his head. Okay, I'm going to kick you in the back of the yeah, head. Yeah, he turns around and gets kicked. Arn, what are you getting paid for? Come on, come on, Arn. There's double stomps. Um, Dustin fakes like this, like falling down thing. It, it, it was. I laughed at it because Dustin's selling like he's just got so beat that he falls down. Oh, from that getting was in a, the commercial, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, getting an Irish yeah. whip, he just drops. Um, back from break, they're working on Dustin not letting him tag in. But, of course, the hot tag is in. Cody is in. He hits a super Rana. He's on fire. He's hitting all sorts of stuff. Um, Phoenix is crazy. He's doing all sorts of, like, flippy, sh- lucha he's shit. He's incredible. Yeah, he's his, so swift. His balance and smoothness is Yeah, ridiculous. like the rope run kick yeah. is insane. How do you run off the rope? Like, back in the day, people were so shocked. I mean, Undertaker and Phoenix have a huge size difference. But Undertaker would go up to the top and walk the rope. Very impressive. But this guy is literally, like... Yeah. Like the flash on these ropes. It's crazy. Um, he does one of these ring rope pele kicks, penalty kicks, which then turns into some sort of, like, the, the made in Japan from Pentagon here. It's, everything's going crazy. Dustin's hitting power slams. Dustin hits a Canadian destroyer. There's the Cody cutter and the final reckoning. And Dustin picks up the victory here, um, which was a little shocking. Yeah, he pins Phoenix. Yeah, crazy. Um, I really enjoyed this match. I think Dustin completely deserves to have a spot still yeah. in wrestling. He's he's fantastic. The fountain of youth he found. Yeah. He every year he just seems younger and better. It's it's weird. It's he's like crazy. Rey Mysterio. Just keeps getting better yeah. with age. Uh, I, I I agree. This he was. They they did this match perfectly. They got me. They made it look like Dustin was dying. Like he couldn't hang with these guys. And then he comes back in the end and he's hitting some flashing moves. And you're like, oh shit, okay. These are four people I think they're handling really well. Cody just, he's the star. Cody is the star of this show. He's your babyface star. Jericho's your heel star. And I feel they're head and shoulders above everyone else. Um, Lucha Brothers are always fantastic. And yeah, Dustin still just... Pulling off Canadian Destroyer. Yeah, this match was awesome. This was really fun to watch. This was cool. Yeah, his Canadian Destroyer was nice. I mean, this is just sweet. Um, There's Arn, dressed like a granddad. My dad. uh, Not my dad. My grandfather, uh, Al Harrington. Not the guy from Family Guy. Al Harrington, wacky, waving, incredible, arm flailing tube man. Um, Arn Anderson literally dresses like my grandfather. (laughs) Like, you joking said that, but literally, like, he's wearing the old guy getup. And I swear he's dressed like this for a long time. (laughs) He's... For decades. Like, why are you dressed like an old dude? <laughs> Who looks older, uh, Arn or Paul Ellering? 
Like, both of these guys are just fucking old. Oh, Ellering dresses younger. Like, he looked cool. Wearing his leather jacket. This guy's dressed like a fucking grandfather. Ellering dressed like Finn Balor. He looked great. <laughs> After the match... Arn's um, in his slippers, just ringside. Arn's the type of guy who, who wakes up at six, reads the newspaper, waits for everyone to get up and goes, Wow, you guys are up now? And then falls asleep at noon. He wears New Balance. <laughs> Some dad jeans. Arn's the kind of guy who's always like, come on, we're going to be late. <laughs> you got to get in the car, kids. Fuck. It's just funny. You look at him in this and you forget that he was a tough son of a bitch in some yeah. crazy good matches. He was. It's like, oh, it's granddad on. Tony Schiavone is with the Rhodes family in the ring after the match. And uh, he's kind of getting at Cody saying, hey, what's the deal with MJF? Arn grabs the mic and says, look, MJF ain't shit. <laughs> he says... MJF wants a match, we'll get back to you, and tells Cody and Dustin to walk off. There were some boos here as well. People wanted to hear Cody speak, yeah. and I think this might be Arn's thing, where he's like, no, 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 no I got this. Mm-hmm. Um, Which I kind of liked, actually. It, yeah, it was, It's interesting. Um, I think Arn is really good on the mic, actually. Oh, he barely sure. said anything, and oh, it got he's over. He's been wasted for two decades in yeah, me WWE. Too. Like, what's he... <laughs> yeah. What's uh, he been doing? Yeah, yeah, it took... He had two lines and I was like, oh, you're serious. You look like you're someone's grandfather and you probably are, but like you still deliver and you're still scary. You can still fuck you up with those spine busters, eh? Eh? Um, backstage, someone else who's a legend in wrestling, the genius, Lanny Poffo, who looks like, uh, you asked me if that was really him or a wax figure of him. And <laughs> he didn't I, move. He didn't move for a little while. We seconds. were worried. I was like, whoa, that's fucked. Um, yeah, he's he cut a promo and said he's so excited. Talks about Memphis. Yeah, he talks about Memphis and how excited he, he was to, to, to be here. And they show clips and stuff like that. Um, cool. Um, Lanny Poffo is an interesting cat. I've hung, I've had some moments with Lanny Poffo. He's... He's whispered some sweet nothings into my ear in the, in, <laughs> in the past. Interesting cat. Up next, MJF. He's got the ring that we were talking about earlier. Not the not, not the, the cheap twenty dollar promise ring. No, it's the AEW ring. The AEW diamond ring. Thousands of money. Thousands of dollars. Thousands I'm, of money. <laughs> thousands of dollars. That girl would have lost her mind if she got this. She wouldn't be leaving that on the floor at Gabby's. No, yeah. she'd saw. She'd see MJF and be like, yeah. Um, how do you feel about MJF's theme song? Yeah? <laughs> <laughs> Is it growing on you? Yeah, listen to the post-wrestling Worst Of show where we talk about worst theme songs. And MJF's is brought up. That's all I can say. Go listen to that. Uh, MJF says that Cody is a coward. Come on, Cody. I had my stipulations from last week. The the, the money, the, the lashes, all that stuff. But Cody isn't coming out. He says, I'm MJF. I'm the salt of the earth. So, Cody, get down here. You have 10 seconds. He does the 10 count. Obviously, Cody isn't coming. He says, Cody, you're a little bitch. But here comes someone we weren't expecting. It's me. It's me. It's D-D-P. He comes down to the ring. He says, yeah, that's right. I'm here, MJF, so shut your mouth. He says, if if you would have said that DDP would be back on TNT, I would have said you were smoking crack. This went from 0 to 100 real quick. I was like, whoa, I thought we were talking about yoga, and we're talking about smoking crack. Um, While DDP is talking on the mic, MJF is in the corner 
on his phone. I love this. It's the little things here. MJF is like, fuck you, MJF old man. MJF was funny here, because DDP came out and didn't cut a promo at MJF at no, all. He's, he's like, talking. hi, I'm, I'm DDP. DDP. Back on TV. DDP Yoga, DDPY, <laughs> and I'm thinking about wrestling again. And MJF's just in the corner like, dude, I was talking. MJF's, <laughs> MJF's just on Tinder, swiping. Yeah. <laughs> Going through, seeing what's happening in Memphis, if if anything, um, and I I love this. He's kind of like, "Are you done, old dude? Yeah. Like, shut the fuck up." Um, <laughs> he says, uh, "We're here in in AEW, and I, I can't believe you, MJF. Like, what are, what even are you?" And he does a dusty impression live and in public, if you will. He says, "Listen here, MJF, you motormouth jackoff Friedman." And then you, Wardlow, with your cute man bun, uh, which then gets MJF really upset here. You can say all you want about anything, but once you talk about Wardlow's man bun, well, that's it. He says, let me explain something to you, Dally. He says, in your prime, you couldn't lace my boots. And now with your arthritis arms, you couldn't hold my jock. And DDP's like, yeah, let's fight me. Fight me right now, MJF. And MJF says, look, DDP, I'm not going to fight you. But, uh, well, these guys, they might. And here come the Butcher, the Blade, and the Baker's Man, and the Bunny. And uh, There's a gimp walking down as well, isn't there? <laughs> I know. My, I was like, ooh, more spooky people, gothy yeah. people. Um, now, we say this every week on our show for uh, our Patreon, but... Uh, with Wrestle Kingdom just happening last weekend, there was another bunny on my TV screen. So I'm going to raise the, the, the question, the, the hard-hitting journalist questions that John and Way would never ask our audience. But uh, Peter the Bunny or the bunny on AEW? It's got to be Peter. That's a, We're hitting the hard journalistic. Yeah. You, you're choosing Peter the Bunny. Oh, yeah. Over the bunny from AEW here. Yeah. Just letting you know. Keeping score at home. The bunny Pe- Peter. I want to meet her. <laughs> <laughs> Just start saying that about every wrestler. Uh, John's going to be mad at what we're talking about with the, too much time on the bunny on this show. Um, but the bunnies deserve time, if you ask me. And the bunny comes out. So the Butcher and the Blade, they come down here uh, because they're the, the henchmen for MJF. Um... He, the the blade here looks like he fell asleep in his tanning bed. By oh, the way, he, was, he looks like he was Ross from like Friends. An Oompa He is red. Yeah. Um, he is so red. MJF says, "DDP, you're gonna kiss the ring, or we're going to send you to the hospice." And he says, "Look, DDP, when I put you in the hospice." I'm then going to take your diamond daughters, lay her down in my bed, and we're going to do one thing and one thing only. And then he puts his hands up for the diamond, the pose, the diamond thing. Bang! (laughs) And then DDP gets so mad and he punches him while he says the word bang. Yeah, this was crazy. He was like, you've got three options. We can... (laughs) Uh, we can fight, you can meet my demands, or I'm going to fuck your daughter. <laughs> it's essentially what he said. It's terrible. Say what you want about MJF, but this is the heel we need in wrestling in 2020. I fucking love this, because as uh, I didn't know DDP had daughters, but thanks to Google, I have learned that he does have daughters, and DDP says he's going to 
Bang said uh, that line is funny, by the way. Everyone knows DDP did the bang, and he says we're gonna do one thing and one thing only. Bang! I fucking love it. There's a giant brawl. DDP can't fight off all these guys, but he does. He hits diamond cutters on the butcher and the blade. Turns around and he is beaten up by by these guys. Um, this is this is so funny. So the bunny NJF. And Wardlow are all holding the him down. The bunny could not walk in those stilettos. No, like that. She no. She did not know how to, <laughs> to wear them. So, um, there, there's QT Marshall. There's Dustin. No Cody, though, because Cody was said that he was left to get checked on from the match earlier. Um, so I, I loved this promo for MJF. He is, he is light he's years fantastic. away. Yeah, on the he's mic. Fantastic, he's, yeah. He's really funny. I really enjoyed that. Um, Diamond Upside Down is... Uh, yeah, uh, so... This was really cool. I don't know if I really needed to see DDP, and if you wa- weren't sure that you continue to see need to see DDP, well, he's in a match next week. It's a six-person tag: DDP, Dustin, and QT Marshall versus the Butcher, the Blade, and MJF. We've seen Lola. DDP do bits and bobs here and there. He's yeah. in he's in one of the Andre the Giant Battle Royals, wasn't he? Yeah, um, yeah. I think he could still do a few spots. Um, yeah, this was fun, but I guess we'll see some more, more diamond, cu- his diamond cutter looked good. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, up next we see Jurassic Express, Jungle Boy, Luchasaurus, and Marco Stunt going up against the best friends and Orange Cassidy. As I was doing my notes here, I, I blanked on both teams' names, and I've just got Jungle Men versus Huggy Friends. <laughs> <laughs> Jurassic Express. Let me tell you something. I, I've mentioned on our show um, that I've been using. My friend got Disney Plus, and he he made me an account on his Disney Plus. So I don't. I did, I'm not paying for Disney Plus. I'm just using my friends. And a lot of people are giving me like shit, being like, "Wow, you don't you're not buying your your own Disney you're not supporting Plus." Supporting the mouse. Yeah. But I'm the only reason my buddy's giving me that is because he used my Netflix for like four years and also gave his mom and grandma my login and they were going in and watching my Netflix and rating something. Well, it's funny that I'm watching a team called Jurassic Express because someone has been using my Netflix yet again. It shows you your history, your watch history. Mm-hmm. Someone has watched Jurassic World on my Netflix like fucking three times in the past week so either they're like watching it falling asleep and then catching up and watching yeah. it again it just keeps being the last thing you know netflix yeah. says previously or continue watching i'm like dude i'm not i haven't watched jurassic world just change your password yeah i guess so but then the other night i came home and i was like huh i should watch jurassic world <laughs> so i put it on you realize it's been probably you every time no it's just not getting lit and putting it on and forgetting <laughs> No, and who's who's watching Jurassic World? I might watch Jurassic World. Let's see who the culprit is. It's me. Uh, I don't know. Whoever's been watching Jurassic World, stop it. Stop watching. I love Chris Pratt. I love Bryce Dallas Howard. But like that 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 movie's not very good. Um, anyways, go watch the old Jurassic Park. So Jurassic Express. Jungle Boy, Luchasaurus, and Marco Stunt. There's been stuff with the Marco... He did this interview saying he was very depressed with um, how his people were giving him criticism because he's very, like, tiny compared to all these other wrestlers. Unbelievable and all that kind of stuff. So as soon as he comes out here, the crowd are giving him this ovation, like, going nuts for Marco, which I think is awesome. Uh, Marco is on fire. He's doing all sorts of flashy stuff here. Uh, on Trent, he's hitting, like... 
Huracan Ranas and, and flippy stuff. Um, he does a fantastic floss, by the way. I love do my <laughs> I love me some flossing. Um, there's ripcord leg drops combos from the Jungle Boy and Marco Stunt. Um, there's a Falcon Arrow from Chucky e. T on Jungle Boy, and he kicks out. You never kick out of the Falcon Arrow. Luchasaurus tags in, and he is huge and hits like roundhouse kicks after roundhouse kicks. For a guy this big, you wouldn't expect this type of oh, stuff. He's, he's great, yeah. Um, there's a single foot stomp. It's like the cave-in, but he does one foot and just stomps the guy down. Looks awesome. He d- it, There's the tail whip, which is like the black mass on Trent. Um, then Orange Cassidy tags into the match. He comes in, does his classic thing, takes his shades off, puts his hands in his pockets, and starts doing the kicks. Um, Luchasaurus wants none of that. Goes for like a giant suplex on Orange Cassidy, who he then counters into a stun dog millionaire, um, which then sets up uh, like there's a gets all the guys to the outside. And I've seen him do this a bunch, but I don't understand how you can how someone does this. The tope to the outside, the suicide dive, but like flying through the air while keeping his hands in his pocket. Um, just impressive. I mean, it's a funny comedy gimmick shtick, but like, holy shit, that looks so cool. Yeah. I really love, uh, when he does this spot, uh, looks awesome. The tope to the outside. Um, he then goes in and does the, the splash, but it's just he, the falling he, splash. It's just set up that makes this funny because he, he rolls his arms like he's going to do a 450 or something. He's getting crowd going. He's like, yeah, I'm going to do this. And then just falls, falls asleep. Mid splash and just falls on top of him. It's fantastic. Uh, I love this. But this guy is so funny. As the pin, he gets stomped and broken up by Marco. Trent hits a spear at one point. Uh, Marco hits a Canadian destroyer on Trent. Uh, Lucha Soros then presses him off the apron to the other side of the ring, to the outside of the guys. Just crazy. He hoofs Marco to the outside. Um, Jungle Boy hits a Rana on Chucky e. T and gets the pin. Jurassic Express have a win. Jungle Boy has a win. His first his first pinfall. Wow. Yeah, he's so pin. excited. He's so happy. He gets the win here. Um, and the best friends in Orange Cassidy, they're sad, but uh, they'll live to fight another day. Um, this was fun. I think yeah. I think both of these teams um, really deserve a spot here. I think they're different. They're fun. The yeah. crowd just love them. It, it, this really woke up the crowd. I felt. Yeah, they were really, they were really into this match. I think Orange Cassidy is over no matter what you do. Like he's just so over. Um, I'm a big fan of um, Chris D'Elia. He's a stand-up comedian. Actually, he's in the new season of You on oh, Netflix. Okay. Nice. And uh, he tweeted like weeks back, being like, "What the fuck is Orange Cassidy?" And I didn't know wrestling was like this. I love wrestling now, and now he's all about like Orange Cassidy right. and AEW which I find really fascinating, that a comedian is like, hey, wrestling's silly and fun and stupid, but this is even next level yeah. of this Orange Cassidy. So I think it shows that he gets over with like non-fans as well, even though it's such a ridiculous gimmick. And same with Jurassic Express. Like, I'm talking about Chris Statlander being an alien. Well, like, fuck, how do we get over the fact that these dudes are supposed to be Jungle Boy, this little rug rat, and a giant lucha source. It's ridiculous, but for some reason, I fucking love it. Yeah, yeah I eat this works. shit up. I, I don't understand. I can't tell you why, but it works for me. Uh, next week, there are announcements for Bash at the Beach, patent pending. Um, Pac going one on one against Darby Allen next week. That should be great. The the 
the artwork here looks fucking sick. The 80s Miami Vice style. Yeah, Bash it reminds the me of Drive. Yeah, it looks so sick. So, Pac versus Darby next week. Take all my money. I'm very excited for that. As well as Mel and Kong versus Statlander and Sheeta. And DDP Dustin and QT versus MJF and the Butcher and the Blade and the Bunny next week. Bash to the Beach. Time for our main segment here. It is the Inner Circle. They want to know, will Moxley join their stable? Another, will you join us? Join us. Join us. Chris Jericho comes down to the ring with Sammy Guevara and um, Hager. And uh, I guess Sammy um, listened to our best of show for post-wrestling because I think I did some singing to the song Judas because I said it's a good wrestling theme. Clearly Sammy loves it too because he is belting this down to the ring here. Um, what have I become? Sammy is loving it. He's making up for it not being on New Japan World. Exactly. Yeah. Holy was I mad that I didn't get... <laughs> what did we do? We I think when he came out and I realized it wasn't Judas, I quickly YouTubed Judas and turned the volume up oh, yeah. so that we could hear Judas while he was coming to the ring. Fantastic. Um, they go to commercial break and Sammy's doing his classic uh, Bob Dylan signs yep. during the break and he says up next yeah big fan he's throwing us a little he shout knew out we were covering this week. yeah he knew that up next was covering rewind dynamite so he gave us a little shout out with the up next so there thank you sammy thanks sammy um they say that um they come back and there's commentary are mentioning that moxley um had a big weekend as well as jericho at wrestle kingdom in japan and that uh, these both of these guys had wins this past weekend. So right away, their commentary is mentioning like AEW. And I know there was talks that they weren't going to do that, but they did. Moxley uh, comes down to the, comes down through the crowd in some sweet gear here, I might say. He says, uh, Jericho, you think you can just buy me? You want me to join the inner circle? You offer me all this money. You offer me a fancy car. And you offer me licensing rights to the inner circle. I didn't come here to be bought. I didn't come here because of money. I came here to dominate pro wrestling. So my answer is yes. And the crowd goes wild. What? What? He unzips his jacket and reveals he is wearing an inner circle t-shirt. He says, this is the unit. This is the team that runs AEW, and I believe that Chris Jericho is the greatest of all time, Moxley says. I surround myself with the inner circle, and we will dominate wrestling. And uh, the only thing left to do is pop open a little bit of the bubbly, and there's a table, there's bottles everywhere. It looks like a celebration. It's a celebration, bitches. (laughs) Um, They're spraying bubbly all over the place. Jericho says, play some music. It's a party. Um, They're they're, they play his song again. They're playing Moxley's, <laughs> but they play Jared, they play Fozzie again yeah. after, which is great. Yeah, any party I've been to, you know it's lit when they play Fozzie. Um, they're spraying the bottles of champagne. Jericho Jericho has a bit where he's like trying to shake the bottle to make it spray, but only little bits of it are coming out, which I found very funny and there's jokes to be made. Um, they're doing all the celebration. Jericho grabs a microphone. He says, uh, you know... Don't forget about the car. He gives him the keys. He says, it's already licensed. You got your name on it. He says, Jericho says, Moxley, we both won our matches at the Tokyo Dome. And here we are together in AEW. Um, He says, here's the keys. 
and Moxley's like, oh, yeah, you mean, I- I'm riding in style tonight. I haven't drank that much. I promise. I promise. They're celebrating. Fozzie's playing. Judas is playing. Moxley says, oh, Chris, Chris, there's, there's one more thing. I forgot to tell you. I was kidding. And Jericho's like, what? I was kidding. I don't want anything except that. And points to the AEW world title. And John Moxley takes a bottle of the bubbly and smashes it over the head of Chris Jericho. Then hits uh, Sammy with the, the dirty deeds, the DDT yep. there. This looked fucking awesome. As soon as Chris Jericho ever so mentioned bubbly and the fact that he's selling his own bubbly... Me as a wrestling fan, in my head, in my demented brain, said, well, "Yeah, cool. I love that. When are you going to get hit with a bottle of bubbly?" It's and I got to see it here. It was a nice callback as well from the like potted plant. Yes, as well the bottle, sh- the, the yeah. plant shattering. Exactly. Yeah. So I kind of like that. Although people kind of shat on that yeah. at the time, I hated it. It was more Jericho hated it because commentary was selling it as a joke, and uh, it was like, "No, if you get hit with I'm that, murdering someone with a fucking." Potted plant, yeah, like, that would hurt. That would really You'd hurt. Sell it like it hurts. Um, but I enjoyed. I think this was a clear callback to that from the this. This was really cool because I mean, obviously, it's got. I hopefully it is a gimmicked bottle. It has oh, to be. Sure. It was It'll a closed be a, be sugar. Yeah, it was a closed bottle of of bubbly that just shatters. The image of it exploding looked really cool. I, I love this. Uh, so John Moxley standing tall, and he escapes with the car keys. So he's now got this this car, and he has not joined the inner circle turning on Chris Jericho this to me felt a lot like WWE but it felt to me like WWE done right yeah because I really I I ate this up this was classic wrestling to me we knew he wasn't gonna join them but for that two seconds there you're like oh okay interesting this is the angle they're going with yeah you kind of bought it but at the same time you didn't and uh, I, I think this was this was quite awesome. This obviously sets up Moxley and Jericho at the pay-per-view down the line. The feud, the storyline going that way. Moxley against the inner circle. I thought this was a lot of fun. And and Moxley, unscripted or whatever, is comes off way better. as uh, Dean Ambrose was one of my least favorite characters in wrestling. And he's done a total 180. And I think he's great. And Jericho, untouchable on the microphone as well. I just thought this segment was great. And the bottle being smashed over the head great yeah i agree i thought this was a good closing angle gets you hype for the it was entertaining um kind of the festival of friendship style where you're just doing a bunch of silliness and then it it turns yeah um it was it was just like the friendship yeah thing yeah. I, th- I think that was better i think that was executed perfectly yeah but this was fun gets you more hype for the match and good ending to what i thought was a lackluster show yeah, I, I feel like the show had some stuff I really liked and had some stuff I didn't like, but uh, I think closing out this with an angle such as Moxley kind of turning on the big story here, I think it's a good way to close the show. It had some good wrestling on this show, but there was that, that women's thing really made me upset with the whole Luther thing. Shout out Luther. Um, so that was AEW. From January eighth, I'm interested in seeing where they go with this. I'm I, I'm I'm one of the guys who would have liked to see um, the door remain open between AEW and New Japan um, because we would see great matches such as Sean Spears versus Jay White. I mean, who wouldn't want to watch <laughs> that? Um, Jer- Jericho cut a promo um, that didn't even seem like a promo; it just seemed like Jericho himself being sincere uh, after his match with Tanahashi. 
where he's like, yeah, like, why isn't this working? There's fucking money to be made here. We can take over with with some of the, the stuff. But I feel like New Japan's, like, sour grapes with the Kenny and Bucks situation. Well, I feel like Kenny... Well, I think it's Kenny, the other way Yeah, around. Kenny's the yeah. sour grapes. So I just find it very interesting because they're, they're, they're totally not, not wrong here. You could just... I don't want to see a, a crossover, so to speak. I don't want to see New Japan guys show up on AEW, and I don't want to see AEW guys show up over there, but unless it's like big matches. I feel, I feel, don't burn that bridge. But to me, I want them to remain separate for now. AEW's what? It's only been dynamite since October. Yeah. It's, it's new, it's and so I, new. I don't think you want it right away to be cross promoting. Down the line, sure, yeah. when it's established in a in a year or so, that'd be really cool. But that they're still babies. I moment. agree. I and agree. They, they need to figure out. They need to figure out how to book their own show before they're worrying about another promotion. I agree. I, I agree. I just. I really enjoyed Jericho and Tanahashi more than I thought I would at the Tokyo Dome. Like that. That, that kind of blew me away. Maybe I was going into that thinking it wasn't going to be good, but for some reason I really liked it. So I do would like to see that down the line. You can incorporate some of the bigger stars, maybe. Um, but I, I would like to see that because there's so many dream matches you could have from both companies. Uh, so that was January 8th. I don't know if we put up a, a forum on the, uh, the, the... We didn't, but someone did. So we have some feedback. Um, we have uh, Dr. Van Ostrom. Sorry if I said that wrong. Uh, who was at the show and so thought would give some live thoughts. Sure. Says, it wasn't a great attendance. I'm from Vancouver, and when I saw the seating in the venue, I thought it was too big. It was. In a venue that seats maybe 5,000 for wrestling, I saw about 2,500. Damn. Um, hopefully, on TV, it looked good, because the crowd there was not. Oh, that the crowd was actually hot, the ones that were there. It was interesting. Someone, I think he also sent us a tweet, um, and like they just moved everyone from the one side to yeah. the other side, as they do in TV. I mean, WWE does it as well. Yeah, everyone does I, it. Yeah, everyone yeah. does it. I can't blame them. Biggest pops of the night uh, was Orange Cassidy, Cody, Hangman, Kenny, and the closing angle. Jericho got big reaction, but so did the turn and Moxley. Uh, props go out to Justin Roberts and Daniels. Got off screen promos to ride up the crowd. MJF did a great job too, but not sure that was on camera. Lastly, I want to say huge thumbs up to AEW for their off-camera work. Honestly, I was only sure twice when they went to commercial. They kept the crowd going for almost full two hours. That's something WWE doesn't do or hasn't done in my experiences. Uh, uh, Dark took place after the show, which I thought was odd, but maybe that's just me. Darby versus Brandon Cutler was way too long. Darby should have killed this guy, but I guess he doesn't get squash wins. Darby wins after what seems like 10 minutes. Uh, and yeah, it goes on to talk a bit more about Dark. Um, let's go to Wolfman Handsome. Hangman's guide to getting over with the live audience as well as Wolfman Handsome. Walk through the crowd during commercial break and slam the beers people give you. Yeah, it's, it's classic. People love beer. Uh, I might scoff at 63-year-old man diamond cutting some younger stars, if not for the power of DDP yoga. Have you guys ever tried it? Clearly the Butcher and Blade have not. Bang. Oh. Uh, I mean, I mean the butch, the blades in uh, quite. They're both, yeah, they're both, both good yeah, shape, both yeah. guys are in shape. Um, you're, you, I, I want to try it so badly, but uh, I, I feel I've, like I've done, gone through the whole program a couple of times. It's good. I'm more of Hangman Page's uh, way of life: drink beer. That's how I see it. Um, go for it. Uh, we go to Nick from Lansing. AEW continues to build momentum with hot stories and great matches. 
The opening tag was fast-paced and hard to take your eyes off, and the re-host Statlander shined even more as they moved forward with the Nightmare Collective. The six-man at the end was a fun match before an electrifying segment at the end. Some people might not like the swerve or saw it coming, but I enjoyed Mox lulling the inner circle into a false sense of security before striking. Daniels using the botch to further his story of feeling down and out is smart and help with the Dark Order came out. Because even if Daniels isn't ready to join now, planting seeds down the road for other big names to jump ship is a great way to build them up in the future. We need to see the Luchasaurus Orange Cassidy one-on-one match ASAP. I think I need to see more Orange Cassidy matches ASAP because I've watched some of his indie stuff um, and he's pretty good. Mm. He, he, he he can go in with that gimmick. Um, we go to Jugland. I love AEW as I refuse to watch WWE, but I even have to admit last night's show was not great. With all the run-ins and everything going on, I thought AEW had hired Vince Russo. Then I heard JR say bro during commentary, and I really started worrying. I love JR, but something about this commentary has been off since joining AEW. I think Excalibur and Shivani have, by themselves, would work a lot better. I think the number one issue right now with them is they have no writers. There are so many people with so many ideas giving opinions that nothing flows together. It's just segment, segment, segment. It doesn't flow like a TV show. This isn't the case every week, but last night's show was very telling. I think they need one or two people backstage taking all these ideas and polishing them up and making it flow better. I think a great idea would be to take JR off commentary and make him and Arn those two guys. These guys have been in the business long enough that they can deal with the talent involved and be able to put together a nice show. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of my issue too. I'm a big fan of JR, but not not been a big fan of him on commentary here in AEW. I feel like I agree. He, he drags it down. They just need whatever they're doing. Is it... I'm not sure who's coming up with... The creative yeah. there, whether it's just okay, you've got this segment. What you're going to do? But you need someone to oversee it all to be like, hey, there's a lot of the same shit going on here. Yeah, spooky. We need goth to cults. change that. Yeah, Jr. By God, bro, <laughs> I didn't even hear him say it, but I imagine he did. Uh, I mean, if you're getting mad at Jr. saying bro, he says a lot of other things that people get mad. At. <laughs> uh, so that's feedback there. Um, that's it for now. I think we're done. You can listen to Up Next every Wednesday. Usually we watch NXT. I mean, we still did last night. Um, But we do these AEW Dynamite reviews on our Patreon, as well as all the shows we put up out there. So uh, you can follow us at Up Next Podcast. John and Wade will be back doing this show, or at least John in some capacity, doing these reviews as well. So thanks thanks to them for letting us fill in. Uh, We hope we weren't that bad. You can follow uh, us on our Patreon. Again, we have our... Night at the Rumble, best match ever, best non-Rumble matches coming out um, this week, as well as uh, we have, um, we do a, a show called Was Next, where we go back in time and watch NXT. We do those every so weeks. The next one we're doing is Seth versus Jinder, the first NXT champion will be crowned. That's coming out next week or so. Um, what else do we got going on? Uh, we've got a Star Wars review um, it's been pushed back a little that will be next week for Empire Strikes Back so you can still get your feedback in yes. on the post wrestling forum uh, yeah we've got a Rumble show with John and Way coming up down the line lots and lots of stuff yeah uh, Patreon has been amazing so shout out any new listeners old listeners it's been so fantastic so uh, shout out John and Way on their journey and their trip can't wait to hear all about it when they come back I hope they brought me some strong zeros even though I know they didn't um, so we're going to take off. Uh, I myself, Braden Harrington, you can find on Twitter and Instagram. I am at the Bray 
D. And I am at Davey Portman. And uh, we'll chat with you soon on the Wednesday Night Wars. We'll chat soon. Take care, goodbye, and be safe. Ahoy! This holiday season, switch to Boost Mobile and get a single line unlimited plan for $25 a month and... A partridge in a pear tree? Coverage on America's largest 5G networks. How about seven swans of swimming? No, but if you're not satisfied within the first 30 days, Boost gives you your money back. Turtle doves. French hens? The lowest truly unlimited plan on the market. One line for $25 a month when you switch. I'll take it. Boost Mobile. Unleash your power. Limited time offer. New customers only. One line for $25 per month with AutoPay. Device must be returned in like new condition. Monthly service refunded via e-gift card. Additional restrictions apply. See your local Boost Mobile store for details. Right here in your neighborhood. Here's a little tale about hard-to-recycle plastics. Their destinies were changed. Their new lives are fantastic. What once was trash can live on as new things. With a program that complements your regular recycling. Because plastics can be so much more. Give this trash the second chance it was hoping hard to recycle plastics can be so much more participate in the hefty energy bag program happening in your neighborhood today